you're late. Where you been? We'll be waiting on you. All these banjos, I thought you'd be tuning for another half hour or so. Are you all good? Party hard. <laughs> How is everybody? Apologize for that. It's actually a horrible concoction. I can't even tell you what's in it. You don't want to taste it. Somehow I, somehow I seem to have caught like some kind of cold or something for Floyd Fest, which is like the worst nightmare ever. So I'm, I'm, I'm battling it back right now. And there's no way to battle back a sore throat than to have it beat out of you by a bunch of banjos, don't you think? <laughs> Trish, why don't you rip in a, just a hot, smoking, old-time number to get this thing going and let people kind of catch up with you. Okay, well, I'll do This is Trish I Four, by the way. She's down there. Where are you living now, Trish? I know you're not in Ferrum anymore. Where, where, Trish, where are you living now? I'm living in Logat, North Carolina, Logat, but North soon to be a Carroll County resident. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Good to have you back. All right, rip in a song and see if these boys can keep up with you. Okay. You feel. We may we may be in different keys for us. That's what I was saying. Anyway, uh, I thought I'd do uh, Mississippi Sawyer, one of my all-time favorites on my round pick banjo. Uh, my husband Kevin made for me. afternoon here on a Thursday. I want to introduce you to all these folks here, uh, all the way to my far left. Did anyone catch that last wonderful set with uh, Linda Lay and Sammy Sheeler? That's right. 
Sammy comes from way, way down in uh, Patrick County, Virginia. Uh, way down there, about a mile and a half down there from here. Yep. And I said this before, I said if you were at Floyd Fest 1, was anybody at the first Floyd Fest as we celebrate the 10th? Good for you. <laughs> did you get towed out of Sammy's farm like I did? <laughs> Sammy, was, that's where they park cars and it was a torrential downpour. You wouldn't believe what this festival was and what it is now. It's really an incredible thing. Uh, what, a, what an amazing, I mean, in 10 short years, it's been incredible. And uh, he was at also playing at Floyd Fest one with his band, the Lonesome River Band. You may have heard of them, one of the great bluegrass bands for many years. That's Sammy Sheeler. Make him feel welcome today. Thank you. Sammy, maybe we'll just stick with you and kind of do this, and then we'll, we'll go down the line like that. And, uh, Sammy comes from a long line of Sheeler musicians, don't you? On both sides, don't you? Tell us a little bit about how you came up into music then. Well, um, actually, the, one of the bands that recorded on the original Victor Sessions in Bristol, the original country music recordings, uh, back in 1927 were... Um, ancestors of mine, but I was actually more related to them through the Blackard family than I was the Sheeler family. Uh, Joe, it, the, uh, the group was called, on the record, they were called Dad Blackard and the Moonshiners just because they needed a name for the record. And uh, it was uh, Joe Blackard and um, Pyrus and um, Jesse Sheeler and Jesse's wife, Claris. And uh, they, um, uh, Joe Blackard was my great-great-grandmother's brother. So I, I come through that. I come through the Howe family. There's, there's nine families in Patrick County that have carried the music through many, many generations over the years. And um, this music kind of got its start right in this area uh, during the colonial days. And uh, so it, it's carried on. And if you grew up here, especially at the age I am, you know, back growing up in the 60s and 70s, in this area, there wasn't a whole lot to do except for play music. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be exposed to a lot of great music and a lot of great teachers and uh, just tried to carry it on from there. Yeah. Now, Sammy's uh, sort of the, uh, the odd one in the bunch here. He's playing the bluegrass banjo. Show him that, lift that banjo up. We're going to teach him a little bit about the banjo, huh? Um, this banjo is a, a company in Nashville, Tennessee, or Hendersonville, Tennessee, builds these banjos. It's a gentleman named Steve Huber. And... Uh, it's copied after a 1942 Gibson that I own that um, I was talking to a gentleman earlier over here. He was asking about the old banjos and why they were worth so much. Um, Gibson made, uh, from about 1929 through 1942, they made about seven to 800 uh, what they call flathead banjos, which the, uh, the tone ring is a different configuration than a lot of others. And uh, these are copies of those, and those were the holy grail of bluegrass banjos. Earl Scruggs played them, Don Reno, all the great bluegrass players of the, the pioneer era of uh, that. It, they kind of set the standard with the sound of those banjos. So Huber has come the closest to recreating that sound of any, any company out there so far, and I've been endorsing his stuff for about 10 years and had a signature model with him for the last four, and it's an exact copy of the 1942 that I have. Nice. And we, we have a resonator to make us louder. That's uh, right. And uh, when, you, when you play the frailing banjo, it's loud. 
I mean, it, 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 uh, especially when for, Trish plays, for, uh, Kirk Setman, he, yeah, he, he's Mr. Finesse. Of <laughs> then, you know, it's all in, in uh, the styles that you play. And, um, and actually, my playing style derives a lot from the Clawhammer stuff growing up around Clawhammer players. I don't play like any other bluegrass player, really, because I kind of incorporate some of the old time into that as well. So. And just for those of you who are not banjo people at all, uh, the bluegrass banjo, it's got that resonator on it. That's a more recent development. Makes it louder. And, and if you notice Sammy's hands, show your, show your right hand. He plays with finger picks, plucks up on the strings. Whereas these, these folks here are playing the old time or claw hammer style. Show your hands. There's no picks on their hands. And they brush down. Show, just, just, what would be a cool thing to do if we could just right now? Could you and Sammy play something together and just you, you do the bluegrass style and you play the, uh, the old time style? The old-time style, which bluegrass, a lot of people think of bluegrass as being, you know, old as dirt. It's actually not. It developed right around the same time as rock and roll music did, uh, largely with the development of the, the microphone uh, in concerts. And, 1946. Yeah, and we still have some of those great pioneers there, including some folks right here, Ralph Stanley. It was known as hillbilly music before that, and uh, I, it kind of, that term you know kind of derived from uh, from this part of the country as well you know um it's an irish term actually and um i'm i'm proud to be a hillbilly i grew up in these hills and uh, uh yeah somebody else out there is proud to be a hillbilly yeah and uh but fortunately i've got to take hillbilly music all over the world and that's been a great yes, thing has. so um we could do um soldier joy uh, all right, and uh, we'll we'll just demonstrate the two different styles, and a lot, like I say, a lot of the uh, the old time stuff that I play kind of derived from Fred Cockrum, who was the king of the round peak players, and uh, Kurt Seffen over there is one of the masters of that style, and uh, so we'll just do uh, do a little bit of Soldier's Joy and kind of go back and forth, and and my favorite thing in the world to do is to play with a clawhammer player because of the rhythmic nature of what they do; it just drives harder than anything else I've ever played, so.
you. All right. Well, let's say hi to Kevin Four here. He's also, he comes with Trish, and so we had to bring him along, you know, for that. No, he's a fantastic from the Round Peak area, and uh, he builds banjos, too. Is that, you built both those, huh? Are those yeah. yours? Tell us, how, when did you get into building the banjos? Well, Kyle Creed, he was a big hero of mine. He built banjos, and he was a banjo player. And, uh, and I've tried to, trying to carry on his tradition the best I can. Do you, do you, did you teach yourself, or, or did you learn from someone? Yeah, or? pretty much. I taught myself. Kirk, he turned me on to some recordings, uh, Fred Cockerman, Tommy Gerald, and, and my buddy Tom Mallett turned me on to Kyle Creed, to his playing style. Mm -hmm. and, and I got my start. The first dance I ever played was with Benton Flippin. He passed away a few weeks ago. Yeah, he, he sure did. That was a real a dear friend one. of mine. And, yeah, that was good. Well, why don't we hear you, you play something in that Round Peak style here for folks. And we'll uh, do a little bit of Wild Bill Jones like Fred right. Cockerman did. <laughs> No frets on it at all. Yeah, that's, it's a replica of Fred Cockrum's banjo that's in the Smithsonian. Uh huh. And how does it, without the frets, what does that do for the sound? You just have, you do a lot of sliding. It's like the real early banjos; they didn't have frets. You just, you just it's real bluesy sound. Yeah, I could hear that kind of. Yeah. This is Kirk Sutphin over here, by the way, one of the great banjo players who's holding a fiddle right now. He's also a phenomenal fiddle player. You got a banjo at your feet. Why don't we put yep. that in your hands here for a second? Kirk uh, plays a lot with uh, the new North Carolina Ramblers. I don't know if you know that group with Kenny Rohrer and uh, Jeremy Stevens playing that Charlie Poole style. Maybe you could... Uh, Tell people a little bit about what that style is. There's so many uh, subtle styles of banjo, all from right, very close together. It's really pretty amazing when you think about it. Uh, the difference in sound that you hear like in Galax versus in the Round Peak area. Uh, you know, and you even hear that today. That's what always impresses me as a folklorist here in this state is that you think about the world now, you know, we have, we have Walmarts and internet and you know mcdonald's on all every corner it seems like and and it seems you know everybody turns on the news watches the same thing you think everything's kind of the same but yet you can go to patrick county and things sound a little bit different than they do in carroll county virginia it's it's amazing how strong this stuff is and uh so what you gonna do for us here kirk and speak loud into that microphone i know you're a soft-spoken guy i think we'll try to do a little bit of uh Clarence Marshall's index lead Carroll County style of 
Clarence, tell them about who that was. Just for yeah, Clarence was an old guy. I know Sam grew up around Clarence. He was a preacher and auctioneer and wore several hats around here. And uh, <laughs> he played a index lead style he'd learned from Reed Rakes, who was a buddy of Charlie Poole's back in the day. And it's sort of a lost style. I was lucky enough to pick it up off of Clarence, but he did uh, several tunes. But his show tune was a Chinese breakdown. I'll try to play a little bit of that without, without bumbling it too bad. <laughs> I feel really lucky to be sitting right where I am here. This is, that's an interesting looking banjo you got there, too. What's the story behind that one? It's uh, Tommy Gerald's uh, nephew gave it to me. Oh, man. It's Gorgeous. Sort of super tone. Back Open day. back. Show the yeah. back, too. There's another. It's an older style. You guys want to get up in a similar, tu uh, similar tuning and, and uh, play something together? While they're doing that, how about that? We could take a question or two from the audience if somebody has one for these banjo play. Yes, you do. Okay. Okay. The question was about the actual skin material on the on the banjos. What are they made out of? Uh, my guess is they're probably all made out of about the same thing, although they didn't used to be. Is everybody playing plastic up there now? Now, of course, it used to be whatever you could get. You know. House pets were always in danger <laughs> in these parts. Uh-huh. Uh, very temperamental to the weather. They still are, but not as much as, as they used to be. And uh, are you all on the same, same page here? Yeah. All right. What are we going to do? A little bit of Sally Ann. A little Sally Ann. That would be a good thing to do. <laughs> Easy just, to get just, along. Just the fiddler.
And that fiddle, I don't know if you were uh, here in the, in the first uh, session we had with Ketch uh, Secor from, um, I'm forgetting the name of their band, Old Crow Medicine Show. Uh, and uh, he was talking quite a bit about the, the, the banjo and the fiddle together uh, as sort of being the foundation for everything that came after it, even rock and roll music. It's, it's sort of the first uh, Amer truly American music, uh, the, the European violin, fiddle, coming together with the African banjo. A lot of people don't know the banjo's roots are in Africa. Um, and in fact, Europeans never came into contact with a, a gourd instrument like that until they did so here in the New World under the very bizarre kind of situation of slavery. In fact, the first time that uh, the word banjo apparently was ever in print, as I understand it, um, it was Banjar is how it was written, and it was in the uh, diaries of Thomas Jefferson, who was looking out uh, on his fields and seeing what uh, the slaves on his fields were doing and this instrument they were playing. Uh, it has since uh, developed over time here. It's gotten its fifth string added to it, and uh, it really, Virginia is, it is the instrument of Virginia. It really uh, came out of Tidewater, Virginia, and the first major banjo star was uh, Joe Walker Sweeney, who was out of Appomattox, Virginia. And so this is a banjo state, and uh, we're happy these folks are keeping it going. We're glad you're moving back, by the way. We were getting worried about that. And uh, <laughs> we're almost running out of time. These things go quick here. Uh, let's just, uh, we're going to have them play another, but let's just, again, let them know how much we appreciate, not just what they're doing right now, but what they keep doing. Sammy, Trish, Kevin, and Kirk. Sammy, why don't you take us out with like a ripper? I don't know, there were banjos. I always, I always want to uh, give it to me. I don't know if you're all like that. <laughs> there you go. We're going to retune. All right, they got Talk, a tune. John. Well, you know what they say about banjo players. You know, they spend half their time tuning and the other half the time playing out of tune. What's Thank that? You so Was there a question? Why is the fifth string shorter? Well, it's a drone string, really. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's tuned to, um, if you're an open G, um, it's a high G, and then, right, right. And it, it's kind of a drone to fit every chord change within a three or four chord song, so. And in that clawhammer style, your thumb's really bouncing off that. It just it sort of provides like a Almost like the bass line tune. This is a Carroll County tune that kind of, um, I learned it from a group out of Asheville, North Carolina back in the 90s called the Freight Hoppers. And uh, a great old time band, one of my favorites. And um, uh, did, a, did a bluegrass version of it.
Stick around. Y'all gonna be hanging out a little bit, right? Kevin, come see Kevin's uh, banjos. He makes them himself, and I bet he's make one for you, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, and CDs. He, and he's got some few. C- we're not supposed to say that, but there's, uh, y'all got CDs over here too. And uh, and also sign up for our mailing list over here. Actually, while we're making all these plugs, I'm gonna plug something too. We've been um, doing this porch stage for uh, this is our seventh year, so we haven't been here for all ten. Uh, we, we really do our best to, to really kind of sh- present to you. A lot of people come to Floyd Fest from all over the place. They don't realize where they are, which is they're in the hot, really the hotbed of, of traditional mountain music. Um, so we do all that here, and we've uh, we produced a, a CD of all live performances from this porch, and it's got like Tim O'Brien and the White Top Mountain Band, Peter Rowan, great banjo thing with Tony Triska and Stevie Barr, all kinds of folks. The Bob Trotters, great old-time band. Uh, whole sorts of people. All live, all right here, and it's phenomenal CD. And it's $10, and all the money that you that goes to it uh, goes right back into this porch and what we're doing here. And it is a gift to you for $10, trust me. It's incredible. I, I, I Believe me when I say that. And uh, the way I always try to say it is like, later tonight, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna get that burrito you know what I mean? That, that burrito you shouldn't have gotten, and you're going to eat that, and you're going to get like a, another beer you probably shouldn't have gotten. And instead, you could have spent that $10 on this, which will provide years of pleasure to you. There's, I think there's 14 cuts on there. What is that? That's like less than a dollar a cut. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. And sign our mailing list, too, and you can find out. All these folks are running around all summer. We'll all be at Galax, I'm sure, in two weeks. Uh, Galax, anybody been to the Galax Fiddler's Convention? Yes, go to that all week. And uh, you guys always have that short little bus. They're in the short bus. I don't know why that is. All right, thank you all so much. And we'll be back uh, in a while. Yeah, thanks for coming out. I think we're, I think we're, well, you know, they just play and play and play. Just go hang out with them over there. It's even better. And uh, great band coming up if you have, uh, you know, there's so much to see at this festival. That's what's so great about it. Um, but we have a wonderful bluegrass band if, if you're interested in that. Heather Berry is coming up later. She's fantastic. So we'll see you soon. <laughs>